Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers on the broadcast today. Dr. Robert Rippey joins us. He's with the International Gaming Institute at UNLV. It's a fascinating show. He's here for the whole show on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Merry Christmas from everybody at the Winnemucca Big R. Merry Christmas from Big R Love Lock. Merry Christmas from the Fallon Big R. Merry Christmas from Big R Fernley. Merry Christmas from all of us at Big R Sparks. Merry Christmas and a whole lot more. $200,000 Cars and Cash giveaways at Carson Valley Inn. Cash and prize drawing Thursdays and Saturdays. Plus, win a 2023 Ford F-150 or we'll pay you cash instead. Don't miss your chance to play and win. Cars and Cash at the Carson Valley Inn. For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their homes. At Nevada Heating, call the Do It Right guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website at nevadaheating.com. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're always pleased to welcome back to the program Dr. Robert Rippey with the International Gaming Institute at UNLV. He's also Blackfire Institute. One of the things that people may not know about you, which I only found out recently, is you started out as a test pilot. <laughs> well, hmm. I, I didn't start as a test pilot. I became one after a long career in the Navy. So, yeah. What were you flying? Oh, my gosh. So when I first started in the Navy, like every pilot, go through flight training. And I did my first couple of tours in an aircraft that's no longer in the Navy called the P-3 Orion, which was anti-submarine warfare and reconnaissance surveillance. And then um, towards the end of my tenure in the Navy, um, I started testing a, a unique airplane, a project uh, oftentimes referred to as Black Projects. Um, and getting there, I managed to try a lot of different types of airplanes because of the nature of the work I was doing. All right, so being a test pilot, my initial thought would be fear that, you know, it's a test aircraft, therefore it potentially is going to crash. What do you do to mitigate that fear in terms of being a test pilot? 
Well, it's not just test piloting or testing projects that you mitigate fear. It's all flying. Military pilots fly high-performance aircraft. And the danger of that is present all the time. And the philosophy that military uses to overcome that is constant training. You train over and over and over again on every conceivable emergency that you may have and how to deal with it. Uh, at the time that I was in, which is going back decades, um, it was a combination of real aircraft testing, going up and simulating these emergencies in an actual airplane in flight and somewhat simulator training. Of course, at that time, the simulators were not as advanced as they are today. So you could only do so much of that. So to get the real experience, you actually just trained. So it's just training and training and training to such a degree that your reactions uh, when a difficult situation arises becomes more autonomous. You, you're, you react to it. You're not thinking about fear. You're thinking about what you need to do. Uh, which was, uh, I always, I'll never forget this. There was a, a simple phrase we used, aviate, navigate, communicate. Uh, keep the airplane flying. Uh, figure out where you're going, get on the ground and let people know. Uh, and so by the time you did that, and I experienced a number of actual emergencies in flight, and you would land, then the fear would hit you, right? Because now you're on the ground, you're looking back and going, wow that just happened and you know so it's just training it's so good and they the military is so good at it it just you know you're just ready for those contingency in those moments all right so now take that experience because all of us learn as we go through life even though they may be in different fields we take what we've learned in the original fields into our next field so how do you apply that to business this is a great question. I've been asked that quite a bit in my professional careers. You know, how does that relate? I, and I think there are a couple of things that behaviors, if you will, that we take from that, from all of our prior experiences. And in my case, I think it's a decisiveness, you know, the ability to make a decision under pressure. I just described that situation. And so I that became a part of me, of my behavior that I'm able to you know, analyze the data, think about it, make a decision. I don't get bogged down in it. Um, the second thing is pivoting, adapting to the situation, right? This is an important uh, behavior that all pilots learn very, very quickly, particularly military pilots, is understanding the, the evolving situation and adapting to it. And in the business world, we face that every day. The startups I work with in my labs one of the things that I help them understand is the idea you start with may not be the idea you end up taking to market because you're going to be pivoting throughout that and making decisions as you learn new things, both about your product and the potential market you want to enter into. And therefore, don't be afraid of those moments that you may have to pivot and, and don't let them bog you down because you're so glued to the original product that you never make that turn because you know that ultimately may lead to failure unless you're able to successfully make these pivot points you know what you're describing in a way is um the newspaper industry ha failed to pivot they they didn't understand the internet at the very beginning they gave it away for free and then they they started gutting the product 
uh, to be able to make it still profitable. And then they ended up where they are now, where a lot of newspapers are begging for donations for a business. I don't know of any grocery store that ever called me up and said, hey, you know, keep this grocery store alive, send us 50 bucks in addition to what you're gonna spend on the groceries. Yeah, I think that's a great example, but it's, it's not unique just to the news media. I think a lot of industries have trouble. There's, there's a great book written by Dr. Clayton Christensen called The Innovator's Dilemma. He first published the book in 97. It was the basis for a lot of the research I did that resulted in my uh, dissertation, doctoral dissertation. But one of the things he talks about in there is the fact that large organizations or large entities, in this case, the news media, has a very difficult time transitioning when new technologies come onto their environment. Why? Well, his answer was, well, one of the factors that prevents them from doing that is a bias towards the status quo. Why would I want to change when things are pretty good, right? Why would I want to pay attention to all these people who are signing up for things online when I've got a big, healthy subscription base and a big, healthy block of advertisers? Well, because these new technologies are going to have an influence, you may not see it. And so what Dr. Christensen hypothesized was that oftentimes firms are aware of these technologies, but they don't embrace them because they're too bound by the status quo. All right, so um, does the fact that um, companies now uh, change their, their uh, programs every couple of years and force you to upgrade to the new programs and therefore have to learn new things force companies to change their thinking? Somewhat. I think that's more of an evolutionary type disruption, right? You have to, in some cases, just to remain competitive because your competitors are doing it. And, and if you don't stay up to date with them, they are going to pull a lead on you and you may lose market share. So there's a certain type of evolutionary change that happens as a result of technologies just getting better, right? Then there's the disruptive change that happens when a new technology enters the space and all of a sudden it has the potential to completely change the market for a business. All right, so that brings me to the gaming industry. You had a lot of, a lot of experience working for Las Vegas Sands with the Venetian, etc. Um, and I look at all these new casinos opening up, whether they're local products here in Northern Nevada or the new properties in Vegas, and I see the same tables, the same slot machines. They've just gotten bigger and more colorful, maybe nicely, nicely arranged, but they don't seem to be um, directed either A, at younger people, or B, they're too complicated for older people. I want you know, two cherries and, you know, <laughs> a plum on my slot machine, put in a coin, pull the handle, and I know what I'm doing. I don't want to have to take a degree in computer science to figure out the slot machine. But, but basically, though, what I'm saying is that things have really not changed except in size in decades. Yeah, I, I think to a certain degree, I would expect with you, although, you know, I'm pretty excited to see what the Fontainebleau has. They open up, I think, this week. So. Yes. Um, you know, there, it's, that kind of relates to what I was talking about a little before, you know, the kind of evolutionary innovation, right? Small changes, you know, upgrades, you know, changes to 
the, you know, slot, we think of slot machines today and we think of the multi-line slot machine, which has, you know, multiple lines across and you can win by winning this, whatever that means, which to some people is hard to understand, but it's an evolution of the three wheel slot machine that we all know. And I, I happen to like them myself too. Um, but then we say, well, does that relate to a younger audience? And if you walk through just by casual observation, a typical resort today, casino resort, you don't see a lot of people playing slot machines. You usually see a lot of people, and I hate stereotyping, but in our group, right? We're sitting there at slot machines. And, and you, you ask the question, why not? Why aren't they? Is it the game itself, the way the game mechanics work? Is it the design? Is it the environment? Well, it's probably a little bit of all of those. And so I think that that kind of big evolutionary change, that kind of disruptive moment when things change really big, probably hasn't happened yet. It's been a lot of these little evolutionary steps, but not the big change that would indicate or signal that we're built for a different, you know, not a different customer, but a different customer interest, right? Somebody who has a different preference when it comes to playing games than, you know, the computer screen. All right, so that brings us, of course, to eSports. So I was reading in the Fallon paper the other day um, about their eSports teams at the uh, local high school. And it, it just seems that the gaming industry for 20 years has been behind the curve. Now, I know that you are involved with eSports uh, through Blackfire, but, but tell me when you think that, that, is this the fundamental change that we're gonna see? I think it's a clue as to what it might be and what might power it. And I've been a strong advocate for a greater emphasis on esports and, and video gaming in general as a part of the entertainment offering. Oh my gosh, since uh, 2013, I think I hosted the first esports tournament ever on this strip. I could be wrong, but I thought it was. In any case, I think what esports is telling us number one, it has grown so rapidly and it grew without a lot of of like large brands making it grow it grew organically and you see it in colleges massive student bodies who are playing esports high schools middle schools primary schools kids in fifth grade playing you know uh minecraft that the 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 behavior is so profound amongst a we'll say a younger generation that you can't ignore it and that was my point back in 2013. There's something happening there that we need to pay attention to. I wasn't sure at the time what it was. I have a little bit better insight now what it is, um, but it has to do with the behavior and the types of games they're playing. And it's if you want to boil down to two simple terms, skill-based games or you know random outcome games. Slot machines are random outcome games. Esports and video games are skill-based games. And that behavior is telling us something. And by paying attention to it, maybe we begin to understand that generation who are going to be the dominant customers for every business beginning now and into the future. The, the people who are in their 30s and their 20s, they're, they're reaching into their peak, you know, we often say their earning capacity or earning power, their peak economic impact. They become the most important customers and understanding them and accepting. This is the hard part, I think, that many industries, including the gaming industry has, is accepting that their behavior may be different 
than the customers do you currently serve, my generation? Uh, isn't, it, isn't it interesting? You know, um, uh, Phil Satry, when John Esquaga died of John Esquaga's Nugget up in the north, Phil Satry was on the program along with Gary Carano talking about John and, and what a legend he had been. And at one point in the interview, Phil made a really strong point that what we need in the gaming industry is innovators. Um, because John Esquaga had elephants, he had the rib cook-off, he uh, served Basque food, he did all kinds of things, and huge uh, big-name entertainment back in the day. Um, and that, that is not pervasive in the gaming industry, that, that it's, it's all the same thought. So one of the reasons, um, and I believe that is the case, and I agree with you, Sam, uh, is the risk factor. <laughs> funny talking about risk tolerance <laughs> with gaming companies because they're kind of in the risk business. <laughs> but I think the, the, the point is to take those kind of big reaches today would be hugely risky for a public company. Because if it dis doesn't work and you get a negative article in Wall Street or some analyst says, you know, uh, that's not their core business and they've strayed outside of it, you know, that's tough to convince a board that was the right move, especially if you're, you know, in the C-suite. On the other hand, that's how they made their mark. They that's how they made those companies great and started them was by taking these big risks. And oftentimes the things with the risk is you pick the wrong side and it doesn't work. And I think that's the factor is that the risk tolerance in taking those big ideas and trying to do them and, and how disruptive and people going like, that's never going to work. Why are you bothering to do that? But it's a risk. And then when it does work, you know, the audience is like, wow, that was smart. Look at what they've recreated a new industry. And if it doesn't work, they're like, yeah, see, I told you. So I think there's that, it's all around this idea of taking big risks, right? And I don't mean just, you know, highly leveraged companies, that's a different kind of risk. What I'm talking about is that big idea, like you talked about elephants, right? Come on, really? You know, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna bring people into your casino. Well, guess what, it did. And it worked really well to the point where all of a sudden things started becoming themed and creating that experience. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a there's a demarcation, but I think it was based on, you know, the tolerance for these kind of risk of big ideas. Well, my my thought on that is start out small show that it works on a small level and then blow it up. But listen, let's take a break. We'll come back much more with Robert Rippey after this timeout. Remember 2010 in Northern Nevada, 13 to 14% unemployment, thousands of homes in foreclosure, Nevada's casinos closing? Families in the Reno Sparks area were hurting. Many were losing everything. Then Story County launched a game changer for our region, a public-private industrial partnership Streamline permitting slash bureaucracy, attracting Fortune 500 companies that made Nevada their home. Story County generated a river of cash to area communities. Economic studies by the state and others for the Gigafactory consistently show positive economic benefits for our region. Four billion in local wages, 17 billion in consumer spending and economic activity, over $100 million in taxes to Washoe, Story, Reno, Sparks, and Nevada, just for the Gigafactory alone. Story County, improving Northern Nevada one industry at a time.
Like a traditional handmade basket, retail is woven into the fabric of life in Nevada. From big box to mom and pop, retail supports our communities in countless ways. Jobs for the disabled, team uniforms for kids, help for the elderly, and so much more. Retail employs over 1 in 10 workers. Retail supports Nevada, and we support retail. R-A-N-N-V dot org. Pro Group Management is the place where companies can find workers' comp solutions that are designed to meet their specific business requirements. As regulations evolve, Pro Group takes a proactive approach to clear the path to make sure your business stays ahead of the curve. Knowing your workers' comp program is optimized, you can focus on other important matters related to your growing business. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. Safety is the number one priority for the trucking industry. Over $7 billion a year is spent on technology like this electronic eye that will apply the brakes automatically. But the most important factor for safety is the truck driver. These hardworking men and women who safely move over 70% of our nation's freight and 94% of Nevada's. We thank you because trucks move America forward. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Dr. Robert Rippey of the International Gaming Institute. He's also with Blackfire. Um, you were at a conference that I attended and I heard you speaking about AI and what it's going to mean for the gaming industry. Give us a, a, a brief version of how you think this is going to affect the industry. This is a great question. I love this question, let me tell you. I, in fact, I was talking about it yesterday to a corporate group that had me in as a speaker. And they asked me the same thing. And, and I said, okay, let's, let's hypothesize what it could do. Okay, I'm gonna trust me for a moment that the technology is there to do this, because it is. Imagine if you walked into a casino in anywhere, Reno, Vegas, wherever, but you didn't speak English. English was not your primary language. And the minute you walked in, everything changed to your language. The machines changed. The game changed, their service level changed, all in your native language. Is that possible? Yes. Language recognition, AI at its core, text AI, are language, large language models. They're built on recognizing natural human speech and creating outputs. So imagine, however obscure the language is, you have a technology that is providing a, a, a service experience to guests that speaks any language. That to me is revolutionary. I always struggled with the fact that with the number of international guests that we got, yet every single sign in the building was in English. Well, I get that it's not efficient to do it in other languages, but what that does is it creates a barrier for those people for whom English is not their primary language. And they may not learn about the show or about the new restaurant because they can't read the sign. And the staff doesn't speak Korean. So this is a great example, I think, of where AI will provide a very beneficial effect. This kind of, it's called hyper-personalization. It's personalizing the experience to an individual 
not to a group of individual, but to one person, that person who speaks Korean. Now, this machine speaks Korean. Let's take another break. We'll be right back with Dr. Rippey after this timeout. Tis the season for the Holiday Cash Express at Tamarack Casino. We're trimming the tree with weekly cash giveaways, including a $5,000 winner every Saturday, plus $70,000 in grand prize stocking stuffers, including two $15,000 holiday cash winners guaranteed. It's a good time to win at Tamarack Casino. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NB Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much-needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Dr. Robert Rippey. He is with International Gaming Institute and Blackfire Institute. Uh, Formula One, is the biggest payoff from that the Netflix special that will be coming, that will be played all over the world? I think so. I think that that's going to reach tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of eyeballs. Um, and the, that's the way media works today, right? It's the number of views that you get and putting views on Netflix is extraordinary. Why? Because you'll get the best perspective of the race. You get the best perspective of the cars, best perspective of the city, everything, the track, everything. So everything is kind of perfectly engineered. So, yeah, I think so. That's where we have to leave it. I'm bummed because I have so many more questions. Let's do this again soon, okay? My pleasure. Anytime you need, Sam. Thank you, Robert, and we'll be right back. 7 at 7 is a newscast built for your smartphone. It's a seven-minute newscast available every weekday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. at LVRJ.com. We don't waste your time, and we give you the day's top stories. We at the RJ have noticed some similarities between us and a certain BTS character, RJ. Plus the latest in Las Vegas business, weather, health, and entertainment news. 7 at 7 streaming now on your smartphone. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to carsoncitygreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. 
modern boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suites. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcasts. We'll see you on the next Friday.